Willian out to take the corner. Up go the heads are back off the bar. It's in now. It's Rhys James off the bench, the 19-year-old. What a day to stop the bridge. Unbelievable. And the teenager that Frank Lampard has so much faith in has repeated in the Champions League. Chelsea fall, Ajax fall, whatever next. What a finish from the young man. What is going on, guys? We are back for another episode of the Blue Crew podcast, episode 28 today. We're recording back-to-back podcasts yet again, so maybe we're getting back in the flow of things. Who knows? We'll find out. Maybe we even get out another midweek podcast after the Wolves game, because I think we're just going to try and erase what happened yesterday from our memory. (laughs) We were all absolutely fuming in the chat. A little bit of heat between me and Luca, having a little nibble at each other. (laughs) <laughs> you see, that's what football does to you. That's what Chelsea does to you, especially around Christmas time. It is the season for giving. Everton are in need of a win. We are the nice saint and we hand out a win to a struggling team. Joined by my beautiful but very angry guests this morning. Just to guests? feel the fire of a lovely yes. co-host. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. guests. We've been kicked Sunday. off the pod, Luke. Oh my God. Sunday morning. Sorry, boy. Tom's that angry at the loss How yesterday. My... He's kicked us off. How are my two co-hosts doing? Not too bad. I've kind of slept on it a bit. It's less reactions less raw. I mean, after the game last night in the SW, Tom, did you? Don't you must have seen the SW6 chair where everyone was talking about it. I definitely wasn't thinking straight because I was talking such rubbish. It was unbelievable. Like Robin. Um, one of the other guys were just disagreeing with everything I said. And I was just like, oh, I've dug myself a hole here. I'm not thinking straight. So after I said what I did, I just left it and just didn't talk about it for the rest of the night. But I've kind of slept on it now. And it's a, it's a, it's a bit less raw, the reaction, I think. OJ? It's just frustrating, really. Just disappointing. I think um, I'm doing all right. I, 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 like Lucas said, I slept on it. I mean, I watched the AJ fight. So that sort of perked me up a little bit. Um. So at least he got a win, unlike Chelsea. So, yeah, um, I think it was just frustration. I think that me and Luca were feeling last night. We basically we were talking to each other in the in the group chat last night, and it was just uh, it was just sad, sad times. When you lose, sometimes there there is sometimes perhaps something positive to take from a game. But last night, that was just. That was just not the case. And I think the first thing I said in the chat was, if Lampard takes anything positive from that game, I'll be very disappointed in him. And I don't think he did, because I haven't watched his post-match interview, but I, from what I've heard, I don't think he has taken anything positive from that game. I think the only positive was the first half Reese James. Yeah. But other than that, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Let's not even bother talking about that. It's not worth it. I mean, I think he was our best player last night. Yeah. Um, probably by far, to be honest. I think um, I don't want to say everyone had a bad game because I don't think. I mean, it was more of a a team loss than a individual. Yeah. Um, but there were better players than others, and I think Reese was definitely the best. Um, I think. I don't think Kovacic was too bad last night. I don't even think Kante was that bad last night. Um, 
maybe Mount, but apart from that, like there wasn't really much to write home about. No. Giroud didn't get a look in the game. Uh, Werner didn't, didn't know Werner in the game. Playing. Didn't know Werner was playing. To be honest, I know, I know Havertz was playing because he played yeah. awfully. He stunk out Goodison Park. Yeah, all over at Anfield could probably smell him. That's how bad he was performing. That was. Yeah, it wasn't great. We might. Talk um, about that. Yeah, I think we will. But uh, do we talk about the elephant in the room, the Eduardo Mendy incident? Yeah, yeah. I think. Sorry, Luca. At the end of the day, yeah, his mistake has cost us the game because it's one 0 yeah. and it was his mistake. Lampard said in the in the match, at the end of the day, we'd not won the first header, which we didn't win many first headers because Calvert Lewin is he has got some serious hops on him, like fair play. Yeah. Like even Zuma, he went. He he was a. It was an intelligent performance from him. He's moved on to silver. He's won every header, and at the end of the day, you get a fair play. You know, do you know he, he he's outdone us there. He's a great. Yeah. player. He's got the most goals in the league for a reason. He's not just a finisher. Mm-hmm. Mendy's mistake has cost us. He didn't look particularly confident as well after that mistake. But that's what makes it even more frustrating because really, if Everton were a bit more clinical, they could have put three or four past us, you know, the counter-attacks they had. But we've lost to a penalty and Everton probably didn't deserve much more than that anyway. But we didn't even deserve our goal. So you can't even sit there and say, oh, we deserve more than that. No, we didn't even deserve more than that. We got exactly what we deserved. That game should have ended nil-nil, really, on what both teams deserved. Yeah. I think on the Mendy incident, I don't know about you, but I think he's done that. He's done it twice now. In, I think kind of done it twice in two le- in consecutive league games. He's come out of his box quite confident. I mean, the confidence obviously can be high with him because he's been excellent recently. But he's come out of his box twice. Well, come out of his box. Come, come out from his goal and gone in to commit himself and just messed it up twice and I don't know if that's just a, like do you think he's too confident at the minute do you think he's trying to do things that we don't really want him to do like put him in those situations I don't think so we much prefer him to do that I mean I say to do that did you, you don't want him giving away penalties <laughs> I can't remember when it was in the game if it was before or after the penalty it was when he went down injured slightly and he jumped over Zuma to come out for that cross that's what we want from our keeper. That's what Mendy brings us that any other keeper that we have right now doesn't. I think, yeah, mate, yeah, he's been a bit rash twice. The Leeds one, he didn't need to come out. The one yesterday, I think he did need to come. However, he's just got it wrong. It he's too panicked. Late. He yeah. panicked when he didn't get the ball. Like I think he could reasonably have stood his ground there and just let Calvert-Lewin run past him. But, you know, in the moment, you, you panic and whatever. I don't think we have to worry about it because he will come out and claim more than he will mess up at the end of the day. It's just annoying that it's happened twice in two weeks for me. I yeah. heard uh, that he saw a, a video of Tom Coley playing for Hull Beach in a, in a cup final. and uh, he, might have, he might have taken some notes from that. Uh. Only the best keepers can do that. You've got to give away a penalty to like ground yourself to get better. I, think that's <laughs> I was that good that year. That, that game. I needed to like completely ruin my team's chances of winning it. Fair enough. So that we could come back. Mendy saw that we hadn't started well, so send us one nil down, and we're going to come back. Unfortunately, going forward, we were terrible. The rest of the team didn't get the memo. Um, a word on Kai Havertz, maybe his his performance. I was. One I of was going to say play in a was, Chelsea shirt. Yeah. No, I was going to say. I was going to praise Everton's defensive line because they were 
class yesterday, to be fair to them. Um, every time a ball went into the box, it was either headed out or blocked. And it was just like, we couldn't get anything in. That's four like, centre-offs for you. It's literally, yeah, exactly. And it was like, Giroud didn't, like I said about five minutes ago, he didn't get a look in at all in the game. He didn't look like he was going to score. Um, we had probably three good chances in the whole game and two of them hit the post. Like, it's just really poor. I don't, you know, you can say that uh, it might be, like you said, Tom, Everton's four centre-backs. But if that's what it takes to stop the amount of money that we've flooded into our midfield and forwards, then that's not great, is it? No. Everton did play really well. I swear defensively they played really well. I remember as we did many times in the game, we were passing the ball out about between Kante and Kovacic in the defence. And then Calvert Lewin and somebody else pressed us up. And the ball went all the way back to Mendy and they were still pressing us. And I thought that is a good press to be fair. Like that's probably Yeah. That's gone exactly how they wanted it to work. Mm. And to credit them, there was not much space in that midfield or that pitch. It felt like that we had no time on the ball whenever we wanted to pass the ball forward, which is a credit to Everton. But that's our biggest problem, I think. There was just no movement off the ball. There were so many times where I stood up, went to the TV and said, the defence is here, the attack is here, nobody is in the middle. The referee was where we needed Mount to be for most of the game, I think. Basically, the referee was stood in half a pitch's worth of space and no Chelsea player was anywhere near him. And I was like, why are we not going in between the lines to pick the ball up? Why are we not going in between the lines to pass the ball forward? Because that's what we do. That's what we have been doing. Obviously, Havertz on the wing doesn't help that because that's not his position. And they might have been the areas that he would come in to pick up the ball. But it just really annoyed me that that didn't change throughout the game. It didn't happen in the first half. It didn't happen in the second half. As I said in the video, we were like defenders and attackers. And the midfield were either sat on the defence or sat on the attack. And it was like, we can't play in the midfield for some reason. I don't know why, because that's arguably arguably been our best position in the last few weeks. There were so many times in that game, like you just mentioned, Tom, where the ball was with our defence and obviously there was no one about. So it was literally like 30, 40 seconds of Zuma and Silva just passing between each other, waiting for people to make space. And it was like... Just come towards the ball. Like there's, there's, there's nothing going on. Just give us some options. Because and there were so many times where Thiago Silva was just asking, like, where's, where's the options? Where's the options? Because he doesn't have a choice. All he does is pass it between Zuma and lump it long, trying yeah. to go to through. Who then, for some re- well, I say for some reason he was up against four centre backs. That was one of the worst games I've seen in terms of his hold up play. He was every time the ball came to him, the ball just bounced off him, or he just got out strengthened. It was just, it was just poor all round like communication and everything. <clears throat> I don't, yeah, and it, what didn't make sense to me was when we did send the ball long, four centre-halves against Giroud, even though Mount and Havertz and Werner were all sat up against the attack and not coming short for the ball, we still didn't win a second ball. Whenever the ball came off their defenders, there was never any pressure from us on the ball after that, I think, which is so strange because we've prided ourselves upon this sort of energetic, fairly high-pressing sort of game and yesterday just did not look anything like we've seen this season at all it looked nothing like it 
which is really confusing because none of those players, bar Havertz, played in midweek. So they shouldn't be tired. But mm. it looked tired. It looked like they were run- running around in treacle. Like it was, it was so, some of the play was so slow. And it was just so confusing to me because I couldn't really work out why, if it was confidence or what. Some of the passing was just so off as well. Like there were so many times in that first half where the passes were so weak and they just wouldn't, wouldn't go to the man. There were so many times where they just intercepted the ball or it just dribbled off their feet. Yeah. And everything would just counter. It was just really poor. Havertz to James in the first half. There was about seven passes between from Havertz to James that he tried, and they just kept getting intercepted. Like, where's 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 the composure? Where's the yeah. where's the form that you've shown? Just pass properly. It was really bad. He it completely stitched him up, and I remember there was a period just after, like in the first half, like you're saying, and James just literally turned to him and just started shouting at him, like, "What are you doing? Stop like giving me hospital passes, please." Oh. OJ. You can do the situation first. Now, we're we're not going to overreact yet because we're not stupid. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of people overreact. A lot of people calling Havertz shit. Ah, oh, he's not a good player. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you? I'm not. Where do you stand? <clears throat> Havertz in, Havertz out. Yeah. But <laughs> do you think things haven't quite gone right for Havertz so far? I mean, clearly, I think. Um... I think he's just not used to Premier League football yet. Um, whether fans want to give him time is up to them. Um, I think he's a bit. I think it's wrong if you uh, sort of deny him that opportunity to give himself time, because adjusting from the Bundesliga to the Premier League is difficult. It's not a. I mean, the the, the league style isn't exactly the same so of course Havertz might and we've seen it with Werner as well it struggle a bit because I mean Werner a bit less because he's got like a stupid amount of gold how many gold contributions has he got so far this season 13, like 13 in like 17 games or something which is pretty decent but I don't know Havertz isn't for such a price tag he's not where we want him to be Everyone, everyone thinks that if you pay £70 million for a player, then he's going to literally tear up the league straight away. He's going to be Eden Hazard, prime Hazard in the Premier League, rinsing everybody left and right. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's, you need time to adjust. Look at De Bruyne. Right. We sold De Bruyne. He went to the Bundesliga. He came back and he was fair enough. He came back first season. He was good. Second, third season with Man City, he was literally probably the one of the best players in the Premier League, right? So, give him time. L- literally, it's not hard. Let him let him have a season. Let him have two seasons. You saw how he can play in in the EFL, it, not in the EFL, in the what's it, the Carrier Bag Cup. The Carrier Bag. We could, we saw how he played in that. He was good. So. He has these kind of performances in him, so just give him time. Let him let him flourish. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you let so him, much. Let him flourish. I'm so happy you brought up that De Bruyne thing, yeah, because I saw something on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, literally, we let De Bruyne go at 21, mm. and he's come back to Man City at 24, and he's literally ripped everything up. Oh, yeah. And 
And this is what happens when, when you say someone at 21 is not good enough. Now, I genuinely, I think, obviously, if you were to put Havertz and De Bruyne together at 21, Havertz has definitely done more and warranted the higher price tag at 21. Yeah. Yeah. However, the way that De Bruyne should have been looked at is the same that Havertz is. Mm. It looks stupid, like you've said, to spend 75, 80 million pounds on a 21-year-old that right now needs to be looked at like an investment. We don't, we need to take this, uh, like, goggles off that have been clouded by our oh, 75 million. He needs to be scoring 30 goals a season. And yeah. we just say, no, no, no. This kid right now, behind Mount, he's not as good as him. He's behind Kovacic. He doesn't play in front of him. And genuinely, if we had the choice of playing Ross Barkley right now, you'd probably play Ross Barkley on ability. Yeah. But we know that Havertz is going to come good because he's Havertz and he's that good and teams wanted him. He's 21 years old. He's going to become good just because he's not like Mbappe and he's not ripping the world alight at the age of 17 and he's not there yet, doesn't mean he won't be. I, I, it really annoys me to see the way that people are talking about him, thinking that they want him to be so much more. I'm like, no, not right now. He's not going to be. Just wait. Just wait a little bit. As you say, Havertz is this sort of, in five years' time, this transfer will come good and the boy will score 20 <laughs> a season. Yeah. No, we don't want to wait five years for it. But at the end of the day, if we have to play the rest of the season and Havertz is genuinely like a bench or rotation player, do it. Because if he's not ready, he's not ready. Don't force it. He will get there. Do what you need to do to win. It's the same as Pulisic last year. I see it similarly. I'm not expecting him to come back in April next year (laughs) and lead us to the title or something like that, Havertz. But it took him so long to get used to the league. It took him until after lockdown to get used to the league. Mm. What is actually against Burnley then still didn't do very much. Until after lockdown, he just went, oh, well, I'm here now. I've arrived. Yeah. Now, Havertz is going to take a similar amount of time. He's 21 years old. He's just moved for the first time in his life. Give the boy some uh, respite, man. I was about to say, give the boy some stick. Give him time. (laughs) Don't give him a stick. (laughs) What what do you say, Luca? You're not far wrong when you say give him time, but we do sound like a lot of reactionary fans when, when we say that because it's just like... Oh, if he's not playing well, give him time. He's young. And everyone just like gets on your back and it's like, oh my God. And I don't think our, our you could say our recent results, like our 14 games unbeaten, haven't helped like haven't helped us like think like some of us think straight because we're expecting such high expect well, like our expectations are so high that you just expect us to play like and thrash teams like three, four nil every every game. And that hasn't worked. And as soon as you lose a game, as badly as we played, it's sort of like it's sort of like, oh, it's literally the end of the world. You're all terrible. Like, oh, why haven't you continued this unbeaten streak? And it's like, just calm down. Just just slow down. It's fine. It's, it's, it's one loss. It's fine. But obviously, after a, after a match like that, it's easy, to, it's easy to slate the team and stuff. But when you think about it, when you give it a moment's thought, it's like, okay, it might not be the end of the world. We do go again. The classic, we go again. But I don't think... It's kind of like our, our recent results haven't helped. Like, our form has basically given us, us fans, like, too much... Too much expectation for us to perform game in game. No, yeah. It's because people are now saying, oh, actually, because of this season, we can challenge because teams will lose games, because teams will drop points. Like Liverpool Spurs today, isn't it? So Someone's going to drop points at the end of the day. Two teams is going to draw, is going to lose. I mean, I want Spurs to lose, but I also want Liverpool to lose, so I don't know how that one's going to work out. 
They're not um, playing each other. I just, I want. They're not. No. no. They're not playing Fulham. Is that, is that next week? Spurs. Next on next week, I think they play. Uh, I don't know. Look. Fair enough. I thought that was that was this week. Uh, well, in that case, they can both lose. I'll be I happy. mean, still. <laughs> Uh, going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough that they both like. It's unlikely that they'll both lose today, but yeah, yeah. As long as one of them loses, it's fine. Like at least people will start to think, oh, maybe it'll. It's not as bad. Maybe I'll lose yesterday. Yeah, next, it's ne- next week. Next especially week, especially during this period of Christmas, these teams will drop points because their squads. I mean, that those teams are all in the carrier bag cups. Still, we're not, which gives us extra time off. Yeah, we've got a bigger squad. Um. They're going to drop points. And we spoke about the title last week. And although none of us were like making us title contenders, we were saying, look, teams are going to drop points. We're going to be fine. We just got to keep on picking up points where we can. We're not judging ourselves as title contenders. We just want to play our best and see where it leads us this season. The aim was never to win the league this season. The aim this season was to challenge and see, decrease that gap. How far can we go? And if the opportunity presents itself, let's be in the round it by the time it comes to that part of the season at the end of the year April, April, May yeah yeah. if we're still there we're still there brilliant if we're not let's have top four secured and let's uh, reduce that gap yeah of like like 30 points last year (laughs) so losing to Everton the thing for me that was the most frustrating was just how much of a drop off from our recent performances that has been as I said not expecting 3-4-5-0 against Everton tough team Carlo Ancelotti fans, all of that, night game. Not expecting a really big win. It's just in terms of the performance, I felt like it was a massive, massive drop-off in terms of Lampard said the energy and the desire was still there. I felt like the energy just wasn't there. I don't know why, but it didn't feel like things were happening quickly enough. But then again, Man City last night were exactly the same. They just didn't give away a penalty. Man City looked really poor last night. Yeah. Oh, they were awful. The They're match passing. was terrible. I think about it. I said that was absolute crap. Yeah. Their, their passing was sluggish. The energy wasn't there. There was no pressing. Both teams played with about 15 CDMs. It, it was well. absolute shite, to be honest. I think it was Roy Keane at half-time said, I really hope the managers make some aggressive subs. And Ole didn't make a sub until the 80th minute. It was absolute. Oh, it was awful. Martin Tyler summed it up when he said, "It's McTominay and Fred against Ronaldinho," and I was like, "Well, it is. It's yeah. two CDMs with Pogba on the wing against two CDMs and De Bruyne. That's it." It was literally like he said, "Like, oh well, we said before the game that this was going to be a silent derby, but it's because of the crowd not being there." But that's pretty much summed this game up. Like how it's literally been a silent derby. It was, and it was. It's true. It was. They were both terrible. And you know, one of our good friends, Laurie, and in, in the group chat last night said, "That's another." He's been saying it all season, but it's another reason he said why City aren't going to win the league this year because they don't look good enough. They uh, don't. No. But that that is so out of um, character from the recent City. They looked good. Yeah. Burnley could have put five past them. They put um, no, no uh, Fulham last week. Mm. They did put five past Burnley. They haven't conceded in six games. They they seem to be doing what we did and build from a base. The defensive base stopped conceding goals, yeah. and we won some games. 
And City will still be there because of the quality of their team, in my opinion. They'll still be up and around it. But City probably didn't play any worse than we did last night. They've got a draw out of it at the end of it, you know? So you just sort of sit there and think, right, we've not played well. It was poor. We, if we go, let's move on to Wolves. Like, let, let's just, won't be an easy game, but this is a tough period now. Wolves, yeah. Arsenal coming up. We've got a tough, got a t- we have got a tough run of games, haven't we, coming yeah. up. But this is it. This is where we prove it. So this yeah. is my question for you two. Cool. Do you want to hear our, our next six games? Not particularly. <laughs> Wolves, West Ham, Arsenal, Villa, City and Leicester. Yeah. We're going to have to win some games in there. And it's not going to be easy. But how do we do that without any fit wingers? How many points do you reckon we'll get from that? I was going to say that result. That run of six. That's 20, 24 possible points. How many do you reckon we get? Oh, yeah, it makes it look like Wolves needs to be a win, West Ham needs to be a win. Would you take 12 points from that? Arsenal needs to be a win, Villa needs to be a win, so that's 12. How many would, you points? Take, would you take 12 points from... Would I take 12? No, because I think no, that means... sorry, it's 18 do... points. I'm, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. 18? Yeah. Out of uh, possible 18 points, you take 12. I think you need to look and... Th- these are the... Can we beat Leicester? Yes. Can we beat Man City? Yes. But you want to look, I'd take a draw from both of those games and then win the rest. We can win the rest. If we went back to yesterday afternoon before the game, we look at those games and say, right, we beat Everton, we beat West, uh, Wolves, we beat West Ham, we beat Villa, we beat Arsenal. But now we're sat there going, oh, well, we won't even beat Wolves, we won't beat West Ham, we won't beat Villa, we won't beat Arsenal. Oh, we're not even getting three points. That, that's, that's, what, that's what one game does to you. It's not that simple. That's it's, being reactionary. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter going, oh, next five six games we're only going to get that five five points and it's like oh my god this this game last night is literally just it's just removed all your like like uh common sense literally it's five points in the next like that's you're not thinking straight it'll be the same people that when we win all six of those games they sit there and go oh we're gonna win the league again we're gonna win the league and then we'll (laughs) lose to qpr in the premier league or something like that like (laughs) what? <laughs> that's how bad it will be. It just—it really annoys me that nobody Bournemouth thinks. will come out of retirement in the new year. It just, it just annoys me. <laughs> like, just, just use your brain properly. Like, like just relax. Just if I see too much of that, I've got to take a break from Twitter for the night. <laughs> before you just think what you're going to say, because you're just going to get hammered. This is it. I think the next run of form, yeah. The next three games in particular, yeah, will show us if last night was. A blip or something we should be worried about. Mm-hmm. If we come back and beat Wolves, we pick up again and we go again. There's no time to sit and sulk because we've got games every 3.8 hours. You know, there's no time to Specific. just be boring about, but like get your head down. You just got to move on now and go, right, we beat Wolves. Let's go on to the next game. We win. And all of a sudden, we've won three or four games in the space of two weeks. And you're like, oh, well, what was all the panic about? The players won't be panicking, they'll be sat there confident in their ability to win these games every single time. They're not sat there going, well, fuck me, we've got Man City in six weeks. How are we going to beat them? No, they probably don't even know we've got Man City then. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree the with that. The Wolves game is going to be the most important of the games because if we lose, it can be dangerous to get on a slippy road at this point or it can be a big win and it can spark us to go on and do something in this run. Mm. And it will prove to be whether this was the odd one out last night, whether that's the odd one out of the good form, or whether the good form is 
the odd run of form that we're going to get, and we're not going to do it again. Yeah, I'll hope- question again to you both. How do we do this without wingers? I don't know. It's it's tough because last night proved so many things, including that Werner's probably not the right person to play on the wing and neither is Havertz. But then again, you haven't got a choice because you haven't got any fit wingers. So you either carry on with what you're doing or... I don't, I, don't, I don't know. You've got to keep Werner out there, I think, because you haven't really got another choice there. In terms of Havertz or Mount on the wing, I think I'd... After last night, I'd definitely rather Mount on the wing at least. Like, put Havertz somewhere where he at least can kick a ball properly because like, he can't do anything on the wing. He's like, he's like incapable. So, do you think we'll see more of Andrew in? I, I mean... He was on the bench last night and our bench going forward looked weak. I didn't even give him a moment's thought last night. Like, I didn't even... You look at the subs. That I wanted him to come on. The subs made last night. Tammy came on and looked so bad. I mean, he had, he had, when did he, he had like half an hour. I think he had one chance, and that was in the 95th minute, where someone found a pass to him inside the 18-yard box, and he took a bad touch, and then it went out for a throw-in, I'm fairly certain, something like that. Or they, or they just cleared it. It was just so bad. I don't know, who, I can't remember who else was subbed on. Gilmore. 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 He was given. It was okay. Yeah, but nothing special, nothing to write home about. I know we've been so against Mount on the wing, but Havertz was that bad in the first half that I was crying out for Gilmore on for Havertz and just put Mount on the wing and just get it over and done with. Mm. Anything would have been better than Havertz on the wing. I say Mount on the wing against Wolves. If if Ziyech and when when's the game? Tuesday. Tuesday. I don't know. If they're going to be back. Are they are either of them going to be back? Hudson or Doyle Ziyech? Do you think? Oh yeah. Pulisic could be. Pulisic could be, which is a big plus. It was just hamstring, wasn't it? That yeah. was they had concerns. Pulisic so, yeah. caught it again and pulled himself out basically, mm. rather than actually picking up an injury. I think it was caution. Yeah. Do you, do you start Giroud again against Wolves? Is I think he's probably the right man. To go up top potentially against Wolves' his back line? I'd like to say yes, but I don't think Giroud will make Tuesday. Due to like fatigue, do you think? It's just... a quick turnaround. He's played a lot of football now. Yeah. I reckon. So, who do you think will be our midfield and front three for Wolves? Midfield three. I think our back line should stay the same. Oh, definitely. That's yeah, yeah. Probably... So, it's realistically, you're just picking the midfield three and the front three. Midfield, I'd go Kante. If if Pulisic is back, I'd go Kante, Mount, Kovacic. I think I'd, I'd, I'd drop Havertz after that performance. And then if Pulisic is back, I'd go Pulisic. Uh, I want to say, I'm going to say Giroud, but I know you said, Tom, that you think he'll uh, be rested. I'll say Pulisic, Giroud and Werner because, yeah, I think that's that's what you do because... If you have, if you've got Pulisic, obviously you play him out wide, and Werner's got to play out wide if you only got one winger. So, and you keep Giroud up there against the Wolves back line, who's quite, mm. we have quite a strong, tall back line. Would you be opposed to playing two up front? I think yes. we've spoken about this before, but would uh, would Werner and Giroud up front be any good? Vern, right? I I, I to play agree. off of each other. I agree with a tweet that I saw. Werner's going to play 
this way no matter where he plays. If we are playing nice attacking football like we have been, you won't be able to notice it where Werner is playing. He will pop up all over the place. But last night, we were so slow in possession that Werner literally had to play on the left wing because we had to build up with a structure, whereas usually we don't. We play with fluidity and everyone just runs at the goal and scores. Yeah? So when we're playing well, you won't notice where Werner is playing because he likes to play off the left of a striker. I don't think it's worth risking two up front because we haven't played it ever. This isn't like... I know you're not stupid. Uh, it sounds bad, but this isn't just like career mode. You can't just go, oh, I'm changing formation this game. Let's just stick. Yeah, this. yeah. I think that's like, a, like, even last night, Tammy came on and he wasn't playing up front. He was playing as more of a winger. Yeah, and the first thing I, I, I don't agree with it, but I don't think you can just go. I saw someone on Twitter go, oh, Lampard had to go with the 4 1 2 1 2 today. And I was like, what? What do you mean? We've been playing 4 3 3 for the past two months and we've not lost a game. Like, where's this coming from? Yeah. You can't, you can't just switch like that. I think on paper, two up front looks nice. But I think when we're playing well, and Wolves will come on to us more than Everton did, when we're playing well, we will see the best of Werner anyway, no matter what. Yeah. It sounds silly, but especially if you're coming up against a team like Wolves, who are very set in how they play, don't, don't go into a game like that completely changing off a formation. Like stick with what you stick with how you play normally against a team that are very settled like yourselves. Because otherwise you're gonna be I think you're gonna be struggling for ideas on the pitch. Because they've never played there, like Tom said, and it's just none of the players are gonna have a clue, like they're not gonna have know who's playing where, what their roles are. Because obviously if you're playing two strikers, it's a completely different formation to ours. So everyone's most players' roles are gonna be different, maybe save for the back lot except the back line. So don't go into a game against Wolves who are very settled and change it up. Just stick with how you're playing because it's just you don't don't change what's this is this isn't a non-working formation. Don't fix what's not broken. That's yeah, the, it's one game. <laughs> That's not. The, <laughs> don't fix what's not broken. Don't fix what's not broken. If it's not broke, don't fix it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Stinker of the week? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll take that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think if you were to ask me uh, my midfield, it all depends on Pulisic being fit or not. If Pulisic's fit, I think it's self-explanatory, like Luka. Kante, Kovacic, Mount, Pulisic, Werner. I think Abraham will play. I'd like to agree. I think Abraham will play. Mm. If Pulisic's not fit, Kante, Kovacic, Gilmore, Mount, Werner, whoever plays up front, I think Mount... We don't want it, but Mount just gives more to the team on the wing at the moment. He's not long-term. We don't like it. But would we prefer that or would we prefer Kovacic to uh, have us to lose the ball every time he goes out there? Mm. I mean, and I've also noticed that none of us have mentioned anything on Jorginho, not even a start against Wolves. Do you not think he's... Do you not think he even gets a look in? No. No. If if Kante is needs to be rested, then yeah. But Kante looks absolutely fine. Yeah, Kante looks absolutely fine right now. Yeah, I said I said earlier he was probably one of the better players on the pitch yesterday. So I don't think he, I don't think you drop him. Yeah, he was. He faced a couple of times on the like every time they got the ball back, he was he was in straight away. And I just looked at him and said to myself, "Thank God for Kante because without him, we'd be a lot 
shakier in the midfield. Mm. They would have got through a lot more than they did. Now, Kante, Kante's been really good. And as I said, this is it. You look back over the last two months, you say, well, everyone's been really good. We should have been better yesterday, but we, we weren't. Something happened, we just weren't, we weren't at it. And that happens in football, that happens. We've got to react, it's how we react now, which will be the thing. But, this is a positive. Last season, especially at Goodison, you mm. go a goal behind, we crumble. We didn't crumble last yeah. season. We didn't get better, but we didn't go on to lose that game 2-3-4-5-0. Like we can do. Mm. We did do that. We did regroup and we did control the game. We had what, like 78% possession. I know it's not about possession, but we didn't get bullied over in that game in the end. We came back and unfortunately we just weren't good enough. It was just the chance. Oh, I'll say it again. Going forward, we were just so poor. Can you? Like, I know play chance that wasn't that mount chip at the start of the second half. Say that again. The mount chip at the start of the second half was the biggest yeah. open yeah. play. And that came from Pickford being Pickford. Yeah, and falling over and doing yeah. like a knee. He did like a knee slide from like his own six yard box to the edge of the 18 yard box. I was like, what the hell? You <laughs> went flying. What is he doing? Well, Richarlison and Alan annoyed me as well. They were doing my head in for like the entire 90 minutes. Oh my God. Every time they had like. around everywhere. Alan me insane, man. In the ref's face, like every like 30 seconds. And then Richarlison goes over like. like like he's just been hit by a bus. I know it's very typical of a footballer, but he was so bad. Like, yeah, I know more than that was his haircut, by the way. He's got rid of his ice gem. Charlatan. Yeah. Outrageous. At least he's not on ice gem anymore. Oh, it's so bad. It's like a peaky blindness, but worse. He's gone to Nathan's mum for his haircut. Sorry, Nathan. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> You'll listen to this. I can't wait to get a message in the group chat at like Love six. Oh, that's good. Don't let your mum hear that. I'm joking, yeah? Oh, I love that. That's funny. Just because oh. it's a peaky blinders trim. Oh, oh bloody oh. hell. Should we go on to Wolves predictions to finish it off? Yeah, go on. Yeah, that was off. I can't. Luke you can't Foley. You can't be negative. I'm, I'm never negative. I never go into a game saying we're going he to is, lose. He is a positive boy. This, this, what, this, even, this. In my, even in my Everton preview that I did for the Twitter, I said 2-0. Well, that didn't come true, but we won't talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... I'll probably go 2-1 to Chelsea. I won't say who's going to score. I'll just say 2-1. Are we home or away? Away. Are away. We're at Molyneux. Can we, have they got fans or not? Uh, no, because they're in Birmingham, surely. Yeah, I don't think so. They were. Yeah, so I'm say two one Chelsea. Scrappy one nil win. Scrappy one nil win. I I reckon we score and sort of go back to the Man United and Severe and just hold on. (laughs) Fair enough. I'll say. I tell you what, I think we're going to bounce back. I think we're going to take this game. We're going to work in training. Petr Cech's going to come back into the Premier League, keep a clean sheet. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, we, we are going to bounce back, though. I think Lampard will figure out the little kinks in the in the machine, oil us up like a Dharma Traore. Oh, God. Get, get us out there. Oh, mate, can imagine, I see a Dharma imagine, Traore against Reese James? That's it. Imagine oiled up Reese James versus oiled up a Dharma Traore. <laughs> The clash of the Titans. I, I'm, I'm saying 3-1. I'm getting this feeling, actually, now I'm thinking about it. 
the Chelsea squad that we've got right now and the way that we seem to bounce back after going behind, we're going to come out and we are going to play an absolute worldie against Wolves and we're just going to go to the rest of the league, put our middle finger up and go, now we're still here. I'm saying saying 3-1. We lost, yeah, but we're still here. Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount back at Molyneux. Tamori comes into the squad that's, as well. That's what I, scores another 40-yard screamer. Yeah, like, this is it. Game, game over. In fact, on to the game after that, on to the next weekend. The Wolves game's done. Yeah, we might as well just preview the West Ham game. We've already won this Wolves game. <laughs> 3-0 win, automatically. If you look at the positives, actually, looking ahead yeah, to the they've West already, They've already forfeited the game. <laughs> look at the positives, yeah. West Ham won't be able to use Declan Rice because he's only on loan. So true. That's that's, that's they, twice from Tom Cody. I'm looking forward. Out of it, James. No, who who? Was, I, was no, I, out of it I said that right yesterday. He's a West Ham fan, and we were talking, and I went, "On out of it, he'll probably come out and score against us when we play." Yeah, he'll fly back from China this weekend and just or whenever. <laughs> Just yeah. and score a goal. Zuma versus Suchek as well. We've got Reese James versus Adama, and then we've got Zuma versus Suchek as well. That's uh... that'll be a decent. I'm fuming about Suchek. I left him on the bench this week, and he got nine points. Oh, yeah. And everyone's having a stinker as well. Don't talk to me about fantasy football. Fantasy football, yeah, Mr. Triple Captain Mason Mount. <laughs> I told you it was a stupid idea, and he did it anyway. I knew it was a stupid idea. Literally, right? Some random the average, bloke. The average points, right, this week in the in the on the whole app, right, is eighteen. Oh my word! And it's Sunday. The <laughs> highest, the highest is seventy-two. And this guy had. Is that the guy that triple captain Suchek? No, no, I did see that guy though. <laughs> that really pissed me off. <laughs> but I've got this is this guy is captain Klitsch. And got 16 points. He's got Pickford, who got nine points. I don't know how he got. Oh, he got a clean sheet for four points. Jesus. I'm convinced. Oh, yeah, of course he did. Then he had Mings, Godfrey, Concer, Keane, and Target. <laughs> so he's literally got a backline of Everton and Aston Villa what? players. And then, he's got, and then he's got Bowen, Klitsch, Fernandez, De Bruyne, and Bamford. What a joke. I'm convinced people just do it for a joke, but then now you said that, I'm convinced they just get lucky. Like, no, 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 I, I think, I think people must just create loads of accounts and do it every week because there's no way someone's actually got that team because otherwise they'd have had to like play their wild card or something. I'm subbing Suchek in. Some guy, some guy, triple Diogo Yota next week. Yeah, I'm feeling it. it. I'll put Yota at the Sorry. We say Luca. Some guy triple captain Dwight Gale, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm oh sure. Oh my god! <laughs> Been triple captain by like two people. Goal Linton as well, by the way. Assist oh. Linton. Assist Linton, yeah. This has gone really off topic. Yeah. Right, and I think we're done. Get you on to the F1, mate. Sorry, oh, can wait, I just... Luca. That's a check. Apparently, he's playing for the development squad this weekend. I'm not sure if it's today. Oh, God. Sometime in the week, but... According to Liam Twomey, he's, he's in line to play for the development squad. So, shout out Petr Cech. Shut up. I'm not joking. Look it up. <laughs> I saw that, G. I think um, it was someone like Carefree Youth yesterday put up like the eyes emoji onto uh, something, which obviously can, you know, the eyes emoji is the, the most trustworthy source of anything on Twitter. Um, and he did it, so... And obviously he wasn't in the squad last night, which I think people thought he might be. So if he's playing today, 
Imagine yeah. Lewis Bate, Livermento, Henry Lawrence, Broha. No, not Bro. All of these guys you... playing with Big Pete. Big Pete's back in football. Speaking of speaking yeah. of Petacek, he has released a Christmas single. What? With Gareth Ainsworth. What? Of Wickham. <laughs> oh my god! Because you know he's a drummer, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Let, let let's go. And this find is him. from this is from the Sun. So, we we don't like it, but I put it in the Twitter chat. I was going to say he, just, he, he actually is. Should we end the episode here so we don't have to like put our viewers through all this? Kick, kick off at seven pm tonight, and it's on the fifth stand app, and is he's going to be playing. I actually can't believe he's going to be playing for the development squad. Oh, it's on Monday. Oh. That's come, from, that's come from Liam Toomey as well. Yeah. Where do oh. you see the... Oh, matches. Academy. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah. I think, <laughs> no, we don't have to I think we round it up. Suffer anymore. I was going on about Petacek. Right, for this episode, I reckon we do one shout-out, and it is to the new Arsenal podcast, the Key Arsenal podcast. If you want to suffer along with them, go and listen <laughs> as Matt Key, a fellow course mate, and his dad and sister all sit there and cry for an hour as they talk oh about Hector Bellerin's foul throws. It's an absolute delight. And if there's anything to take you out of the suffering that was last night, it will be Arsenal losing again. So yeah. up the Key Arsenal podcast, up and coming, very hardworking. Very hardworking, yeah. <laughs> Good, good knowledge. Good yeah. knowledge. A bit of strength and a bit of integrity. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you, hopefully in midweek after we beat Wolves. Yes. Hopefully. Yay. Goodbye. Au revoir.